When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Jersey calls. Hey, everybody. 2020's gone. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. Thank goodness. Where nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at least we survived 2020. We did. We did. We got through 2020. Uh, hopefully, the brighter future is upon us. And what better way to kick off this brand new year? Then bringing our friend Rain on the show. Come talk to us. (laughs) Hello. Thank you for having me. Rain, thank you so much for being on. We're kind of super excited to have you, seeing as you were uh, always been a Jersey Ghoul's loyal follower. And we're so pumped to have you like hang out with us for an episode. Thank you. So yeah, so we decided to kick off off the new year with uh, what I would consider some body horror. I don't know if you guys would call it body horror, these two films. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, no, this this is definitely body horror. Yeah, um, we're at, tonight we're going to talk about uh, Jennifer's Body, the 2009 film from Diablo Cody, and we're also going to talk about 2002's May um, by Lucky McKee, which I gotta say is just a fun name to say out loud, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I don't know, I so I don't know how you guys feel, but personally I'm not a huge body horror person, like other than Cronenberg, I, if it says body horror, I'm gonna, I might even go out of my way to avoid it, but I actually really enjoyed both of these films. I can do, if the body horror is too realistic, then I'm out, but if, if there's just a little bit, just a little bit of cheesiness to it, I'm all in, like screaming mad George kind of effects, that's the kind of body horror I love. (laughs) Yeah, I could get behind that. Jackie, what's your take on body horror? I'm I'm here for all of it. Really? I love I like I do. I like the gore. I like the just the 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 oddity of it. I'm I'm generally down for it. And and you know me, as long as it's not something coming in or out of somebody's mouth, then I'm perfectly fine with it. <laughs> You're good. Boy, that that basically gets rid of like 98% of porn movies for you. Huh? That's true. That's true. Not a big not a big porn fan. As we learned as we learned a few episodes ago when I used to confuse porn and trauma movies, so. That's fair. I still think they're one and the same. <laughs> you know, I'm sure um, to some people they are. You know what? That, <laughs> that's, that's a solid call. Um, so you want to go chronologically? We'll start with May? Yeah, sure. Let's start with May. The girl who directed this, Angela Bettis, was Janet in Girl Interrupted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I'm oh. a huge, yeah, I, Jackie doesn't seem overwhelmed by this fun fact, but I'm a huge Girl Interrupted fan, so. Anyway. I love, I love that movie. I love that movie. Me too, me too. It's one of my no, jams. I've, I enjoyed it. I've seen it a couple times. I just can't, I, I haven't seen it probably in 10 years. Wow. Oh no, yeah, I, I so. like, I will watch it more than I like to admit. Um, <laughs> and I, I was really excited to see 
uh, two little national treasures jerseys just throwing out affairs in these. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a surprise for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because Jeremy's sister will always be my foot hurts. Can I go to the nurse? <laughs> yeah, he's he's straight clueless no matter what he does ever. And I know he's done so many things. I know he's done like serious TV dramas, but I'm just like, hmm, you're from Clueless. It's mm-hmm. fine. You're adorable. It's fine. You've got you've got your mopsy hair and I like That's it. Right. And I'm here and for it. He will always be rolling with the homies. The homies. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me. Uh, per- just, that's just me personally. And I gotta say, I am a huge Anna Ferris fan, which I know is a strange thing to say out loud, but I, she can't do any wrong in my eyes. Oh, I love, I love her. And I, I thought this character that she played was perfect, just perfect for her. <laughs> it so really weird. was. <laughs> so everything, every character in this movie was so weird, which I was yes. here for, you know? It was great. It's just like the dialogue itself for a lot of the characters was just so weird. Like even just like the little side characters like the kids in the beginning when she's got the eye patch and they're like are you a pirate which is disappointing she's like she doesn't seem like a pirate (laughs) i know everything about this movie is so like awkward and that's exactly how i felt throughout the entire film was just like uncomfortable like which is funny because as someone who's socially awkward on a good day you would think that i would really thrive in the the beginning of this movie with that susie doll doll. yeah yeah Yeah. doll dude (laughs) can we talk about that mom for a second oh my god what a it's just like it's just so so controlling like she was upset that she ripped the wrapping paper yeah now it's not perfect yeah like, like you how do you how do you unwrap paper. a present the wrong way oh, it broke my heart like that i actually have that as my first note like what a what a horrible like trauma this poor girl suffered that so much so that no matter how bad she gets through the whole movie she gets a pass in my head because of how traumatized she yeah. is from her child like that chat oh my goodness <laughs> oh yeah so cringy the childhood scenes are so cringy and then like she's so it's weird because i i grapple i grapple with it i spent a lot of most of my energy with this film grappling with whether or not i considered her to be the villain or the hero because yeah at the end of the day there were people who were willing to be kind with her and she still completely fucked it up and killed them yeah and did horrible things yeah so she, she was just so so weird and then saying oh i love weird mm, obviously you don't you don't really you don't really <laughs> that's the truth of it i wrote that down too i was like we all love weird until it's too weird and that's yeah. that's the truth um yeah. which i thought was actually a really interesting theme to kind of play around with in this film because jeremy sisto's character is such a cliche like i'm gonna show you my super artsy student film that's like violent and weird you yeah. know like where most of yeah. us would see that and be like dude i I gotta go like yeah this is just like cannibal porn what are you yeah. showing me <laughs> right and like the poor girl totally misreads it and it's just yeah the whole scene to me it seemed like like this is what she thought like seeing this this is what she thought intimacy was supposed to be like I know at least with him and it's like oh this is sad she was like totally into it because this is what she thought what it was supposed to be and then she gets totally shut down yeah and again he's like guilty of like being fake weird it's like it's like you're such a poser weird (laughs) like i was like all that (laughs) no i'm not gonna lie though in the very beginning when they first like when she started to like 
plant herself at places he was going to be and they kind of started those conversations I thought it was really cute at first and I was like they're kind of adorable together because yeah he's like one of those guys but yeah she's kind of you know she's going along with it and she's you know holding her own and she's you know doing her thing and and yeah and then it got and then it got weird it got see I I thought it was weird from the beginning just how it's like okay so she's stalking him and she is obsessed with his hands just from from like oh, yeah the first second she's like mm, gotta gotta have those hands oh yeah when when he's <laughs> he sleeping and she puts her she puts her face she, in like, his hands her, yeah she like she like he falls asleep at the table with his hand in the air and she just comes over and rubs her face into his palm is like oh god stop no 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 this is too much <laughs> too <Yeah>. awkward <laughs> it's funny because i feel like and I, I and i'm not proud to admit this out loud but she got away with so much more with me because she was <laughs> like if that uh-huh. were a male protagonist i would have been like ew fucking stalker like i would have been yeah. so much harder on him and well, and again it's it's not it's hypocritical and double standard yeah yeah yeah, because because that scene it kind of reminds me of the scene in Death Proof when Rosario Dawson's character is asleep with her foot outside the window. Yeah, oh, and yeah. he comes up and he just like tongues her toes. Mm-hmm. Although to be fair, if I woke up and Kurt Russell was tonguing my toes, I'd be here for it. <laughs> yeah, but with her, happy. real happy about that. Yeah, with, <laughs> with or without consent, and I'm not even a toe gal. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, you're you're right, and she and it's like it it was it also was so sad to think like how much she must crave human touch to like yeah. do that, you know like again, yeah it's like the touch starvation must have just been oh my god right so just, strong with her yeah like the way her I thought her loneliness and her desperation were so palpably done like well done that, oh like, yeah I, I, you know like it broke like I almost kind of felt like this mo- this movie didn't know what it wanted to be like it was a bit Frankenstein I felt like she she was like the baby of Carrie and Norman Bates in my head <laughs> totally I can totally see that yeah <laughs> because it's like on one hand I felt super bad for her and saw the victimization and what it did to her but on the other hand she was a totally like crazy psychopath serial killer who oh yeah like her doll. like the scene when she's when she's at the vet and she's got the scalpel and she's like just just poking her thumb oh. she's like ah it doesn't hurt then she pokes Ann Ferris's character. She's like, oh, God, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, it's like, you're, so, you're so craving uh, something, feeling. you know, a feeling. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those like where normal, normal human emotion is not enough. Like you have, to, it's almost like, like an adrenaline junkie thing where like you have to have the extreme of anything to feel something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good call. I didn't even think about that. Well, let's talk about Anna Fires' character because I found her to be both interesting, but also, I guess, problematic as a representation of a bisexual character because there's still so few good representations. But she wasn't like in any way, like, whereas Jeremy sister, I was like, well, he ghosted her. So he kind of deserves it a little bit. (laughs) Like she really like did nothing but be kind. She was just a little weird too, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what this movie is saying about weird. That's like the question mm-hmm. I want to pose here because I, I, I can't, yeah, I can't figure it out. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like there's real. It's it's like they're trying to put it 
put out like there's real weird and then there's just like normal low-key weird like oh I'm, I'm weird but they don't like they don't vibe with her at all no it's true so like yeah. the mullet guy with the do you want to go eat jujubes first of all love jujubes oh my god that Ew, mullet guy. Yeah. I have a lot to say about that mullet guy <laughs> I did think that was a pretty slick line I think I'm going to use that the next time like I want to get yeah. you know the next time Chad's just sitting on the couch I'll be like hey babe you want to go to the bedroom and eat some jujubes wait that was a euphemism but 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 are you also going to pull out do you have any ice cubes i can rub on my nipples because that's like guys it's getting real hot in here i need to take my shirt off it's getting so hot in my mesh shirt so hot p.s did you notice his frankenstein uh tattoo like a little a little on the nose a little on the nose lucky Uh, but no, I think I want I think I might use that line. I'll just be like, wow, guys, it's it's real hot recording. Uh, you cool if I take my pants off? Is that- um, <laughs> the, answer, the answer is yes, but you goddamn better have jujubes for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he was so great. He reminded me of in The Simpsons. Remember the episode where um, the like, hey, Nelson is dating Lisa. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's really hot in here. And he like, takes his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, even that guy, like, he calls her a freak and it's it's so heartbreaking because I'm like, dude, yeah. you're in a mullet with a mesh black shirt on. You're a freak. Like, yeah. Don't freak shit. Also, like, he's calling her a freak because she's got her dead cat in her freezer. And it's her- like, she could just be having that dead cat in the freezer because, I don't know, the vet wasn't open or the cre- it wasn't ready to get cremated. Like, I know people who have done that. I'm going to kind of defend mullet guy with calling her a freak for (laughs) opening the freezer and finding a cat. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I'm going to defend him. But I will say, I also enjoyed that scene because we finally got some death. Oh, that's when it all, it took an hour and six, it took an hour and six minutes. And then oh the God. first real like human death happens, and then it just pops off from there. Ray, don't go to the Jackie School of counting the minutes until the first kill. <laughs> I know you've been listening to us for a long time, but I expect better than that from you. Thank you. <laughs> well, no, honestly, like up until that point, like I'm like I know this movie's in the horror section. I'm waiting for this to become a horror movie because like right now it's just kind of like a teen drama. And I'm just yeah. waiting for horror oh to happen. Goodness. And, and so when it funny. finally did, like the payoff was, the payoff was okay, but the payoff was not great. Those kills were intense though. Like they were graphic. Like I was a little cringy at them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel like, they were... I, I thought Adam's death should have been shown more. I yeah. feel like that was pretty short. Yeah, they built up way too much to that. You're mm-hmm. right. But yeah. I thought I thought the rest of the characters, like, I was like, damn, like, these are brutal. And and, yeah. and for me to say that, and I'm not watching a French extremity film, is, is, is a, I thought, a credit to the to the kills. Also, I'm yeah. going to have to call May out for being kind of a dumbass. Because, me, yeah. because, you know, you are obsessed with this man's hands. Like, everything. It's about his hands. It's just, I don't care if you're dating this other girl. Just touch me with your hands. And then she cuts his hands off and sews it all together and now the hands are all like grody and like like dead and like bloated (laughs) and like you fucked up the hands like the one thing that you loved you chop them off and now they're all nasty and like (laughs) why would you want to touch them now like you dumbass she's she's obviously at least a little bit delusional (laughs) just a bit (laughs) just a bit so she probably doesn't she probably doesn't 
see them that way. She probably still sees them as like these perfect, these perfect hands, these perfect arms and perfect neck and everything. So yeah, no, that's I think that's fair. I think she definitely I don't I don't think she's a master seamstress, is the impression no, I no, no, no. <laughs> Not that I can talk because I can't even turn a sewing machine on. But um, <laughs> I I thought the I thought that it did a nice job too. Well, first of all, the blind kit scene for some reason really like shook me. That bugged <laughs> me. I didn't like it. <laughs> Same. I, I felt really un uneven like because I thought in that moment they were going for the statement of since they can't see her they're not going to judge her yeah I, I I really wish that they would have not cast a relatively good looking girl to play a really ugly girl like yeah it's, it's typical like rom-com you know like we're gonna we're gonna ugly yeah. up a pretty girl yeah. you know like we're we're just gonna we're gonna give her a lazy eye right and, and some glasses yeah. and, and right, some glasses and overalls. then later we're gonna give her some contact lenses that yeah. fix the lazy yep. eye and all we <laughs> All I was waiting for was like sixpence none the richer to come on in the background and like, you know, like for him to like put push her hair away. She's beautiful. But like I <laughs> speaking with, of though, this did have a pretty cool soundtrack. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I digress. <laughs> I like that you were like speaking of as ex, as if sixpence six none, none the richer, richer was makes for a good <laughs> <Yeah>. soundtrack. <laughs> you were like <laughs> speaking of great bands from the nineties that I love. <laughs> speaking of the blind kids that scene when she brings the doll to to show them off and all the glass i i had such trouble watching that scene like i wanted to skip it i was just sitting there waiting waiting for it to be over because <laughs> it was making me so uncomfortable i didn't i didn't i don't know i couldn't quite wrap my head around that scene it's like I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what it's like to be blind, but my only thought is that blind people are just like people that have sight where if you feel pain, you, you you're stop. not going to keep walking on glass. Me. Like you're not going to crawl yeah. through glass. You're going to get away from the glass. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that, I agree though. That scene was, you're right. It's ridiculous that they just keep like crawling. Like when they might as well just start flopping around. It. Yeah. But I got to tell you, it made me go, <laughs> so yeah. I, again, I give it credit because watching them walk on the glass, like with their hands, just, oh, it was so, and then she was rubbing at her eyes. I was like, no, no, girl, yeah. it's going <laughs> um, And yeah, I tried to unpack that scene really didn't bring me to any astounding thematic conclusions no. other than, yeah, she's actually yeah. crazy. You know what I well, mean? Like, if anything, it, it detracted. See, and I yeah. took it as God. she was looking for a reason to destroy the doll like that doll has kind of like I don't, for lack of a better term like ruled her life because she's always yelling at the doll and things like that and to me she brought that doll with her knowing that it would get destroyed but then mm -hmm. she would not have any of the blame for it being destroyed like that was yeah. her guilt-free way of like basically killing that doll yeah see that's interesting i didn't that's a good call yeah. i liked the cracked that god Oh yeah, the 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 glass cracking throughout the movie. It was very it like the way I saw it is is like cracking as her like mental things mm -hmm. got worse. Yeah. Kind of showing that as it got as it progressed as she got a little more unhinged. And no, then finally yeah, just all cracking. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, no, I liked I liked the little metaphors and the little symbolic like element with the doll. Um, I, I I agree with you. It definitely is her her undoing, and and it's almost like I don't know. I I think the scene I was most like where I lost my ability to like empathize with her was the scene with Anna Faris's character yeah. because Anna Faris's character was never like never slighted her in any ways. Yeah, other than to be quirky herself. Yeah. And so, like, when she did that, I was like, what the yeah. fuck? You know, she was she was honest with her. She was never, like, seeing somebody yeah. behind her back. She was like, I'm having fun with whoever I want to have fun whoever with. There was never a way. commitment, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and it was great because at one point she was even like, look, that girl, I can tell her to go home. You know, if you want to yeah. spend the day, like, sure. Yeah. Then you know what? If it's going to make you feel a certain way, then I'll tell her to go home and we'll hang out. <laughs> the idea of the doll controlling her and then when the doll's destroyed, there's no one left to keep her in check and there's no one left to keep her balanced. And then she gets unhinged and starts chopping necks and hands and legs. And Make I don't know. I, I was for a new friend. Yeah. I was trying to think if you, <laughs> if you guys were, were going to chop a body part, like what body part would be the body part where you're like, you found the ideal on the other person. What, Ooh, what body oh, part are you hmm. taking? Oh, that's a fun question. It would probably be hands. It'd probably be hands. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. I don't ever notice hands. I mean, I, I do. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe I would either go eyes mm-hmm. because I've in the past like couple of years I've realized that my husband has really nice eyes and I take them for granted because they're you know I've been staring at them for 20 years now and I think <laughs> like I always sometimes I like look at him and I'm like huh he has gorgeous eyes and like so that may be the eyes um his specifically though which you know probably <laughs> really creepy sorry Matt uh, Jackie Jackie how I, about you I you know what I'm going I like the idea of the neck I thought it was my face. You were going to say my face. It, my specifically entire. Marissa's face. I just want to kind of like Texas chainsaw just, it. Yeah. I'm just going to cut it off and I'm going to wear it. And I'm going to, I'm going to sit Marissa there mask. and I'm going to call things problematic with my Marissa face on. Um, first of all, we should be selling Marissa masks or and or Marissa yeah. dolls that when you squeeze their belly, they go, that's problematic. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. You, it's going to have a pull string. It's going to be like, that's problematic. You're gonna pull a string. He's a national treasure. <laughs> Are you out of your bird? Are you out of your bird? <laughs> I'm a feminist. <laughs> Mattel, get be- on this. <laughs> oh, whatever. Your pull strings would be like, try to go boobs. It's not gory enough. It took three hours for the first kill. <laughs> I bet my Wookiee. All that. <laughs> Evil um, Dead 2 is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> So here's my, all right, since we're posing questions, number one, does the creature come alive at the end? I don't think so. No. I think it's that's like crazy. a dying, I think that's a dying hallucination for her. Is she dying? I think, like, I. that's how I saw it. Mm-hmm. Like she yeah. stabbed out her eye and she's like slowly bleeding out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, the, the madness has overtaken at this point, you know, when yeah. she's, yeah. she's upset that. Yeah, she's just begging, like begging yeah. to see her and acknowledge her. As she's yeah. just dying. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know, like madness. I'm, I'm always, I, I know she's a completely unreliable narrator. I should have known better, but there was a tiny yeah. piece of me that wanted there to be that happy ending. Like, <laughs> like, it, like the doll would poke up and be like, friend, you know, like, <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a happy ending. You know, what, what are you gonna do? Um, did we feel bad for her? Was she a sympathetic character for you guys? 
She was some uh, to me. She was. Yeah. I felt bad for her. Jackie. I felt bad for her, but I don't know that I necessarily felt sympathy. You know, it's like mm-hmm. part. You know, it's like she can't be blamed for her upbringing. Her mother was out of her bird, and she passed on so much of that and so much of the behavior on to May. I still think that with that kind of upbringing, you can learn a difference between right and wrong. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, you know, like I said, if we're going to feel bad for her because her mother was crazy and put that crazy on her, then we got to start pardoning a whole lot of serial killers because childhood trauma has is spawned so many serial killers. So if we're going to start <laughs> sympathizing with May, then, you know, we're going to have to sympathize with like the worst of the worst. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. And, and again, to me, it like kind of call, made me call myself out on the, the hypocrisy of the gender issue because I think I was so much easier on her because it was a female character. But yeah, she was a stalker. She was a murderer. She was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was, it yeah. was good. Yeah. It was all right, this film. I don't know that I'd like go out of my way to recommend it to anybody. Yeah, I, yeah. I can check it off the list. I don't, I don't know that I would watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like if it wasn't for a couple of the of the body horror scenes and the tra- traumatic pet death and stories of pet death I might rewatch it but that that story she told about the dog and the intestines was just Oh my god. So rough for me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, just carrying the dead cat around. Oh, she's just yeah, it's <laughs> ugh. Yeah, so disturbing. <laughs> it's yeah, this and like I said, it's not even like the beginning part of it. Like it's not even horror enough for me to be like, oh, this is one that like I'll put on at the background of like a Halloween party. Like not even like it just like I said, it's just this was a one and done for me. I didn't I didn't like dislike it while I was watching it. Like it was yeah. a perfectly it was a perfectly fine movie. It was kind of really the middle of the road, mediocre. This was a thing. I watched yeah. it. And and I was excited to move on to Jennifer's yeah. body, which is a movie yeah. I do like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, oh, I'm that's a, Yeah, that's a perfect transition because you're right. This is a movie that is, I would argue, the better of the two. Oh, I agree. <laughs> um, I love I love this movie yeah. so much. <laughs> I think so. The first thing I'm gonna say is I'm a huge Diablo Cody fan. I love Juno. I love this. I love the work she's done more behind the scenes. What one thing that pained me to say as a writer in 2020 watching this movie is I learned a valuable lesson about being careful with your slang, which I know is one oh of my, my God, things. The slang. Because at the end of the day, it like doesn't hold up. You know what I mean? Like, so it was funny because I, I love Diablo Cody. I'm actually really excited that she's working with Madonna on her memoir. Like I can't wait oh, nice. for all of it. Um, but I do think why Diablo Cody got herself into trouble time and time again. And if you, her, I don't know if you guys saw her most recent one, Oh, what was it called with the mom with PTSD um, with um, postpartum depression? Uh, I gotta look. No, I rem- I think I remember movie. seeing the trailer for that. I'm not much yeah. of a Diablo Cody fan. Like I have seen Juno, I love that, but I think I think Jennifer's Body and Juno are the only movies I've seen from from them. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, Tully was the one that I'm I'm thinking about, and and it had Char- uh, Charlize Theron in it, and I I really like that one too. Um, so I I do like her her movies. This movie got murdered by the reviews and stuff though and oh I... and it was marketed just wrong they did not market this movie 
the way they should have. They were really like banking on like, ooh, Megan Fox, super hot. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 that's not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Marketing this to straight males in their 18, 18 to 21-year-old demographic was a terrible idea. Because of course yeah. they were gonna hate it. And yeah. all right, I gotta get it out of the way right here now. Used to really hate Megan Fox. Have mm-hmm. come to actually kind of like her and feel like she got a bad she got a bad deal in Hollywood. I, I agree. I agree. Like I like this was the movie that made me just really appreciate her and how like all the stuff she's had to go through. Yeah. Like it's be, true. being an actress and it's like I uh her and uh, Amanda Seyfried have both said like this is this was one of their favorite movies to work on. They really love this movie. And I can see why cuz like this they actually so give her a fun. chance to do some acting and it's a fun movie. Yeah. I'm trying to think I don't know that I've seen another Megan Fox movie. That's cuz there aren't that many to be had. Um No, cuz like I, I've never seen any of the Transformers movies. So I know that she was in them. She talks shit on Michael Bay and he can kiss my ass, so I don't really care. (laughs) That kind of put a nail in her coffin. My impression is that she doesn't, I think she got pigeonholed. I think she got pigeonholed as the hot chick who can't act, but I don't necessarily think it's fair. I also think she's in that category for me of girls who have like a dirty vibe. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's fair, but like, she strikes me as someone who's like, you know, she doesn't, like, she and Amanda Seyfried are just perfect ju- juxtaposition, because Amanda Seyfried pulls yeah. off, like, the wholesome, cute girl next door vibe so well. Yeah. Megan Fox would never play that character, you know what I mean? Like, but she's, she did, she got kind of a bad gig. The last time I remember seeing her was in, as a, like, a minor character in This Is 40, which I love that movie, but. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and she was hilarious in that, actually. Like, she kind of showed yeah. a little range, I thought. But, um, no, this movie's so good, I can't wait to unpack it. But, yeah, yeah, I think it got a bad, it got a bad deal. It was marketed to the wrong crowd. I think people didn't really appreciate it at the time. I do think it's become, like, I think it it fell victim to the patriarchal hate of Megan Fox at that time. I really do. Definitely, and I, definitely. And I think it's actually a really intimate look at the complexities of high school female relationships. And, yes. And I mean, and neither, puberty too. Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. neither. <laughs> girls ever outwardly admit to maybe having feelings for each other or maybe mm-hmm. being bisexual but I think there's such a strong vibe there and oh, I think- so originally originally the script had a sex scene between them which which would have made so much sense yeah, yeah. it didn't need it but it would have made sense it didn't need there's it. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's definitely a flirtiness to their relationship and when I think back on my teen year relationships I think I get I can relate to being in love with your best friend, not necessarily even in a sexual way. I mean, maybe, I don't know, but more so in just like an emotional way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't know that I was ever physically attracted to my best female friend, but I remember she was so, she was the Jennifer to my needy. And so in high school, and I just remember thinking, being very attracted to what she was as juxtaposed to who I was, which is like the nerdy bad geek kid, you know? So like, I could totally relate to that theory. And I think that this movie just writes that so well. That's my first like love note Mm. to this film. Um, And yes, of course, Jackie, the second I met you, obviously I was in love too. So that goes right to say. And then then we wonder. (laughs) (laughs) No, I get that. I remember being in high school and yeah, like you have some, some, female friends that you're close with and like it doesn't 
even phase me that like I would walk down the hallway like you know just like arm in arm with one of my friends and of course dudes walk by and they're like lesbians dykes and it's like no not really just walking Mm -hmm. arm in arm with someone that I share an extremely close relationship with like that's yeah suddenly you're a lesbian because you have an emotional connection with a human being of your same gender so that's cool yeah yeah like and that's and again like that's that you know, 18 to 24, you know, straight male demographic that did wonders for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's true that there's an intimacy there. You're right. That like you, you almost don't ever have at any other point in your life in your adult relationships. And it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's an interesting thing that they, they captured. All right. So I think this is, I put this, if I have to subcategorize Jennifer's body, I put it in the rape revenge category. I put yes, it like definitely in, on my shelf next to like last house on the left and like all those because I think at the end of the day the idea of her body is what she's victimized for and then she uses that to come back and like get them all in the end is such a beautiful uh metaphor but mm-hmm. I got can we talk can we jump to the scene where they kill her or do the demon uh, whatever the, the sacrificial the ritual sacrificial, yeah. yeah and they accidentally make her a succubi because i find that scene to be so <laughs> horrifyingly hard to watch even though she doesn't get raped like that's yeah it's still because it's still it still is in a way it's definitely oh, yeah. a violation it's just, yeah it's just, it's, yeah. yeah unwanted penetration oh mm-hmm. yeah they know i know (laughs) she's tied down she's saying stop she's begging and they and they're like oh it's gonna be over quick it's like oh oh god yeah doing doing the like such a powerful scene without an actual rape was so fascinating singing 8675309 made me cringe like i just wanted to turn off i just like wanted to look away just like and i gotta tell you i love what's his face from the oc i i was a big oc adam brody yeah adam brody yeah (laughs) He did well as like the scummy yeah. lead. Like it was like the role oh he was playing. And and the only thing I've never watched the OC, but to me, he's Dave Rogowski from Gilmore Girls, and he was oh, like the right. most sweet, charming. Like yeah. he was just like the boy next door, and to see him on stage with his eyeliner, being just like a shitty, shitty unknown rock star. Yeah. Like it was so heartbreaking to me because I'm like no I'm like no you've read the bible front to back in one night to take Lane to the prom what are you doing <laughs> get off that stage right now Dave get down yeah, how dare you how dare you I'm, gonna I like down. You. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Mrs. Kim I know I know also I love that they uh his band is huge on MySpace because I was like oh my yeah. god remember MySpace remember MySpace <laughs> bands all of the adorable uh early 2000s things that don't hold up in this movie and just yeah. make you go oh <laughs> Um, I love, I love, love, love Jennifer's kills. Like, I love all of them. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. The one thing I wish didn't happen in this movie, like if I could wave my magic wand and change one thing, I wish she wouldn't go after Needy. I think it's off character. I think it, that's the moment where they, she, she kind of lost me in this beautiful like relationship that she was building the entire time. Like why yeah. have the, the girl fight? You know, like, I feel like you did that for the payoff of the girl fight. I really thought the whole point of the story was supposed to be the strength of their relationship. Kind of devastated me when it became more about like Needy's rising up and becoming the equal or whatever. Like I didn't love yeah, that. Yeah, like stepping, stepping out of Jennifer's shadow. Exactly, kind of exactly. Thing. Which I mean, I don't know, maybe they need, maybe that was how it needed to go. 
but I was I was really hoping that it didn't have to boil down to like Jennifer turning on her trying to go after the cute little boyfriend guy and all that other stuff yeah the other thing I thought this movie did very well was handling sex and sexuality like yeah you know like the little scene with Needy and the boyfriend that was probably like I swear the most realistic scene of of teen sex I've seen in in a minute like yeah that's that's what I was thinking when I was watching that scene too I'm like oh this is kind of sweet this is like normal this is the most normal like teenage sex scene I've seen in a movie for a while yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's fantastic when she's she's screaming and crying about you know these visions she's having and he's like am i too big am i too big oh (laughs) honey (laughs) that line slays me it slayed me um he felt so good about himself yeah Uh, he is (laughs) now i have a question so where does the connection come from because like why why is needy having the vision like that's where I, i felt like i needed some explanation why is needy having visions of jennifer like how does she know i always i always just saw it as like them being such close close friends long time friends they just kind of have that connection like you sometimes have that connection with a friend you've had for a really long time it almost feels like you know what they're thinking you like finish their sentence that that kind of thing yeah Yeah, that absolutely makes sense yeah that's how i saw it yeah no i agree um that was the best I got too for that I did have that thought though too Jackie I was wondering if there was something I was missing in like the supernatural realm in this film and I I also like the idea that her body becomes the thing that they're all fighting for um it speaks so highly to like just the 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 very hard life of a, of a teenage girl yeah. with a smoking hot body which I I wish I could say I relate to but I'm yeah. sure it must be great yeah <laughs> but, um <laughs> but yeah no and and I liked so here's the kill that turned me. I felt so bad for the little, um, the little the goth, goth boy. Kid. Yeah, I felt bad for the goth boy too. I'm like, no. Oh. That's when, to me, that's when Jennifer went away and like the evil succubi took over because I that kid was so sweet. I felt so yeah. bad for him. Oh, uh, because like it was cool when she killed the jock dude. I didn't care, but like, yeah. Um, and then like the fi- I thought it was really interesting to kind of have the trauma like engulf the town because i thought it it also dealt like there's so many layers to this film because really like their victimization the whole town was victimized by this fire like i love when they come and they play the tribute show all the yeah. like it's just it's all so perfect or like when she's like you weren't even there like it, it's so yeah. fun to watch the the different levels of bullshit that come with like a group trauma yeah you know what I mean? and that and that girl who was like it was on wikipedia <laughs> like oh she's no she's <laughs> I love her so much. She's in every Diablo Cody movie, and I'm yeah. here for her in every one as, of them. As for like, like since we're talking about little side characters, I just want to shine a little light on J.K. Simmons <laughs> as the <laughs> as the teacher with the little hook hand. Oh my god! And his kind of Minnesotan accent. Oh yeah, he's a treasure. He is. He, he is. He, like, he's one of those. He's one of those guys that just like every time he pops up in a movie you're excited mm-hmm. you know when yeah. he does his damn insurance commercials i'm like yes yes <laughs> i love you he yeah like when, and the, he when the got, jock boy when the jock boy gets killed and he's like screaming in the distance and jk simmons is like scream it out boy <laughs> and then he and then he noticed it wait wait that's not an anguish scream that's that's a bad scream <laughs> I love him. He's so good. And he's another one who's in all of Diablo Cody's movies. Um, mm-hmm. And I gotta say, yeah, he's he's so good. And there's so much 
subtle smart humor to her writing like that's I I really mean this when I say she was too smart for mainstream Hollywood because her writing is so subtly hysterical like there are Mm -hmm. so many moments where I my shit is cracked up I actually love the ending of the film too I love me too like well first of all I always have the thought of fuck what if Needy was just really crazy what if he lost her shit you know, yeah. if you if you go back and watch the film as a needy is a crazy girl who who none of this actually happens and she's the one who kills everybody, it'll blow your mind because it actually yeah. works. That was my first thought. My second thought is I love the trope of nobody believing them. Nobody believes yes. needy. Nobody. No one believes the kids. Her. No one believes yeah. the kids. That's right. Nobody <laughs> believes the crazy kids. Um, and and again, like. It's her, the scene in the mental institution is really effective because it's like, in a strange way, that's her own, like, you know, like she's living the same rape revenge narrative that Jennifer is only in yeah. a very different way. So it was, it's yeah, very, I, yeah. I love that they used it to open and close the movie because they did, op- they opened it with her in the same asylum kind of narrating what was going on. It was like, oh, this is a, I thought it was a smart way to open it up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. end it. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to Needy, who wants information and goes to the library to get it. As someone yes. who frequents <laughs> the library, I can tell you right now, like especially like the occult section, tell you right now, Dewey Decimal System, man. 130. Yeah. <laughs> In the Dewey Decimal System, I because my library has a very, very small, tiny occult section. Mm -hmm. And it's got like a couple of Sylvia Brown books about like psychics and things (laughs) like that. There's like one or two like weird New Jersey or like paranormal books. And I think Mm -hmm. there's like one on like Bigfoot and like that's everything (laughs) in that little section. But like when she went there and she was like going to like look about like succubi and devils, I'm like, oh, section 130. I know this one. I know this well. (laughs) God, I miss going to the library. Me too. It's like right around the corner from my house. And it really is. Yeah. I haven't been in a minute and I miss taking the girls. I miss going. I feel like I spend more money on books now because I'm scared to rent them from the library. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of a deep listen, I gotta be honest, in my next life I want to come back as a succubi because I really like the idea of a demon who needs men to be scared and helpless and horrified in order to get the most power out of them. I think it's it's (laughs) a train them. Yeah, like I would be like the Dexter of Succubi. I would go around looking for men who deserve to be completely uh, victimized in that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think the part that just, like, I think what makes the scene in the woods so, like, it just sticks with me is just how easy it is to, like, casually laugh off the victimization of a woman and how yeah. easy it is for nobody to care. Because at the end of the day, like, Needy should have never let her get in that van, right? I mean, yeah. let's be honest. We can tell she, in that, like, it, 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 what I think is a really done, well done directorial moment, when she's sitting in that van, that split second of like, fuck, what did I just do as they're closing that door? Yeah, is, is yeah like, the look, the look on yeah. Megan Fox's face is was chilling. so, it's, right? yeah is chilling and a good friend would would have been like fuck it i'm gonna fa- follow that fucking band fuck them you yeah. know what i mean like yeah, yeah. but again like it, it's crazy to think of how easy victimization is how rape culture still per- you know what is it 11 years later still permeates <laughs> society um yeah still nobody believes anybody right i mean mm-hmm. it's a tale that i always think is going to not be as prominent as it is but no matter where i turn and where i look 
there's still the story of the girl who gets victimized by the white male trying to make it in the in the biz in the industry and whatever mm-hmm. and and i only need to reference uh horror con culture to, to yeah <laughs> to bring those points home um yeah but yeah and i like i like the idea of the body as a weapon i'm always here for a hot young girl body becoming the scariest thing about her like mm-hmm. i think that's fucking brilliant mm-hmm. So yeah, I love she was she, she yeah. was using it like like an angler fish, pretty much just <laughs> luring it, luring them in, and then becoming all teeth. <laughs> That's a great metaphor. You're right. <laughs> what else? What else you want to talk about with this one, Jack? Nailed We've it. covered everything that I wrote down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I a few things I just like to point out just visually. I loved yes. Needy's. I love Needy's dress for the prom. Me too. I love that big pink mon- monstrosity. Um, such a callback to 80s prom movies I thought like yeah yeah I I thought like the scene of her mom getting her ready was just adorable so adorable agreed um it's interesting you never see uh Jennifer's family yeah you never see her parents her mom at the very end when she's being killed yeah, her mom yeah. walks in. Oh yeah, true, true. Yeah, that's right. That's right. When when mm-hmm. Needy's killing her, that's right. Jennifer's last words was great too. She's like, oh, "My tit." Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> she gets stabbed. <laughs> yeah, I like that because to me, that's Jennifer still in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So the, there's a cameo at the end that made me really happy is when when Needy escaped and took the car with some so like someone picked her up and it was Lance Henriksen. <laughs> For no way. the old man at the end that was that, lance yeah. henrickson how did i miss that dude <laughs> it's <laughs> like wait what are you doing in here <laughs> that's awesome and i love that i love that it was like she's going to kill the band like i was like yeah, yeah but the, the credit scene was is not that this movie needed that kind of a payoff but it was just so satisfying to see just the carnage um and it i was. love that there's like the cctv you know, shot yeah. of like all the fans going this way and then Needy just slowly leaving fucking this way. Yeah. And it was all like like crime scene pictures showing what happened. I loved was, that so it much. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. And it was such a satisfying ending. And I loved that never once did Needy question the like what happened. You know, like that's mm-hmm. a friend right there who just will be like, yeah. yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna go kill all those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I loved everything about that. Um and and yeah, I love that. Uh, I loved the way it was done too. Yeah, this I love Jennifer's body. I don't know why it doesn't get more attention. It, I think it deserves more than it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like I think it's getting like a kind of a cult status. Yeah, kind of I movie. Agree. And I'm glad. I'm glad that it's finally like people are like, oh yeah, I love that movie. It's such a great movie. It's like yes, it is. It is. <laughs> I agree. I also read a great academic uh, like article about it that kind of posited it as an, uh, the coming out experience, and and just mm-hmm. I, it was so it was such a beautifully done article. And I wish I could speak more to it, but I just thought that it was really interesting to kind of posit the idea of like Jennifer's transformation and like how like struggles with sexuality and all that I thought it was an interesting read on the film and I think a lot of people kind of do take it in that way which is cool you know like I'm here for it um yeah anything else about these two movies I I enjoyed this little romp into uh these two very feminist in my opinion interesting non-typical films both yeah and females yeah and females at the helm which I'm always here for great movies to watch together but yeah jennifer's body definitely my favorite of the two 
Uh, because see, I will, I I will rewatch that movie. I've already rewatched it so many times. Like that's <laughs> gonna be like a comfort movie for me. <laughs> yeah, that's one I'm not changing if it's on for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like the my. I have it on Blu-ray and it's actually a double feature yes. Blu-ray and it's got Jennifer's body and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So it's oh, just, you, yeah, like awesome. you flip it over and you get Buffy on the other side. Oh, I love that. <laughs> what an interesting pairing. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Rain, we're going to open the floor to you. Tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a artist and cosplayer. Um, I really like doing special effects kind of makeup stuff. Usually I'll post those on my Instagram, which is rainface, R-A-H-N-E, face. But I've just been, I've been a huge horror nerd pretty much my entire life. So I'm really happy that I got to be on this, on this podcast with you guys, my fellow female horror nerds. Yeah. <laughs> no, we are so honored to have you. And yeah, we'll definitely uh, post some links, post some pictures. I know I've seen your, your work and it's um, unbelievably amazing. So I can't Thank wait you. till like the con world is open again and we can like go back to hanging oh, out in real life. Yes, I can finally, I can finally bring out my Juliet cosplay at a convention because I was supposed <sighs> to be at Pop Rock and Horror too. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, I had can't to be wait. canceled. Oh man, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, hope, like I said, I hope we're, I think there's a light at the end of this tunnel. I'm hoping that by the spring we'll be oh, back. Yeah. We'll be back in the swing of things. Oh, but yeah. yeah, thank you so much for I'm, coming I'm on. optimistic. <laughs> Me too. I think yeah. I have to be optimistic. Otherwise yeah. I'm not going to survive the winter. Yeah. <laughs> like my mental health requires that I have optimism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but no, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for always being a huge fan and supporter of the show. We are legitimately honored to have you on to like wax uh, horror movies with us today uh jackie you want to do your do your thing do my thing uh thank you guys for joining us tonight tonight or today or whenever you're listening thanks for (laughs) listening and tuning in check us out on social media and on your favorite podcast app if you just search jersey ghouls you will find us all over the internet we release episodes every other sunday and please head over to itunes and give us a rating give us five stars we never asked you to do that stars i'll take yeah. it <laughs> we i know we're bad with promoting ourselves in that way so if you uh, would kindly head on over to itunes that would be fantastic bye-bye bye-bye bye <laughs> oh that was yes. perfect bye-bye that was good <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.